The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning and welcome to Sumner County Spotlight. We're going to have another show for you, just like we do. And of course, Sumner County Spotlight each and every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. right here on this station. And of course, we will have all of the episodes on our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just look at the podcast tab and find Sumner County Spotlight. It'll be right there. All right. Let me introduce our first guest. I want to bring in Matt Moynihan here with Anthem Brand Strategies, huge member of the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce. And Matt, you've You've been keeping busy here. We have. You know, the business is growing, which is great. And I and I will say I owe a lot of that to the interaction and the involvement that I've had with the chamber. Being able to reach folks on a more on a more intimate level and make deeper connections to where they kind of understand philosophically kind of how I want to help them from a marketing standpoint, but also helping see their business grow. And when we started working together with the chamber, I felt there was a need to create a men's Group. There's a very mm-hmm. successful, as you know, there's a very successful women's group, the Sumner Women in Business. And I wanted to see the men within the chamber have that same level of connectedness that the women have enjoyed for years. So you can't forget our guys, you know. <laughs> I, I agree. And Wendy Navarro has, has done a great group, a great job at kind of leading leading that mm-hmm. effort, keeping that group growing. Well, and, and as you know, women connect differently than men do. I mean, we are different creatures. We do things a little differently, but the concept is kind of still there. You know, marketing 101 is marketing 101. But the most important thing is, is like you said, it's got those relationships happening. Yeah. You know, and with guys, I mean, we don't trust a lot of people. You know, we, we got our walls up. We got all the guy things going on. But the men in business attaches a different, has a whole different feel than any kind of normal networking group, which I think is important. I think people are looking for something different and this does it. I think it does. And you're right. I mean, women and and men are, are wild a little bit differently, but I think we all are designed to have connections. And I think the men, it just maybe not as naturally occurring. So when we create that space and we create an environment where, where others are sharing and not just sharing the successes, because we can all cheer those on, but sure. that we're sharing challenges, that we're mm-hmm. sharing difficulties that we're having. And that's where I see real impact mm-hmm. in how we come together as a, I like to call it a brotherhood, because that's really what it is to me it's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a group of men who care about one another genuinely and we want to see each other succeed and uh, we want to be there to help in any way that we can well and the good thing about this it, it it's it's a men's kind of get together organization but women are welcome yeah men are required <laughs> women yeah. are welcome and i think it adds a different dynamic to it and i think that the women bring something a little differently as well I mean, we don't have a lot of women attending but i think once once they leave a couple they're going, whoa, that was different. (laughs) 
I think you're right. I think when when the women do show up, they kind of it kind of bashes the you know the the stereotypes of you know they think we're you know sitting around you know grunting and knuckle dragging across the room. You know, there's actually you know real meaningful dialogue. And it's yeah. like, hmm, I wish my husband would do that. No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think it's great. I think the women that come are uh, are always they're always welcome. And and when they come, I think it adds a neat perspective. Sure, it. it does. Now, when does the the men business meet we meet the third thursday of every month okay and from 11 30 to 1 so what we do is we we bring in lunch it's it's catered it's a 15 dollar lunch you're gonna pay that if you're out mm-hmm. eating anyway so 15 dollar lunch for for non-members it's a little bit more but we eat for the first 30 minutes and then the meeting kind of starts right at 12 o'clock mm-hmm. and then we're done at one o'clock and usually we'll have a guest speaker, you know, when you when you're able to get one. We all, yeah, we got it pretty booked out. That's great. Now for quite a few months now, a lot of folks have approached me interested in in speaking, and and they appreciate the platforms. So that's great. And we will have a speaker come on, and and then usually what that does is it kind of inspires the conversation. We'll go around the room and. And anybody in the room will have typically 60 seconds to kind of talk about their business. But we take a different spin on it where we have people talk about the topic that we've just heard from our guest speaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it really, really, I think it helps. It gets a little nerve wracking when you have to, it makes you think, really, if you're thinking, well, I have to come up with a, something here that's going to be meaningful, you know. Sometimes they're easy, sometimes they're hard, but it makes you, you always think do awesome. Well, we try. <laughs> but it, it it is something that I feel that it's needed because networking is really all about relationships yeah it has nothing to do with business right it's about building relationships because you're going to refer somebody that you like versus somebody you have no idea who they are just like you you'd mentioned earlier this week that here's my business card i don't know what he does but here call him right exactly and and we really try to get beyond just that um that superficial contact to where we actually have relational connectedness Mm -hmm. that's that's really what we're going for and you know the, the great thing about this group is we've evolved. We've been around for you know year and a half, two years. And we did our first back in April. We did our first April or March. No, it was colder because it was February. <laughs> Still cold. <laughs> um, we, we did our first Men of Honor, our annual awards banquet. Mm-hmm. That was a great culmination of people in the community coming together to honor and, and celebrate leaders in the community across several different categories. Sure. And in fact, our father of the year, it's a great guy by the name of Jeff Hawkins, who is sitting he is, here. He is pretty amazing. Right <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it was a great event, though. I mean, for doing the first one, uh, yeah. I thought it was tremendous. We did it at the new inline hockey uh, facility, uh, which I it's mind blowing anyway. It really is. Uh, but, it, you know, Scott Couch was there and, you know, had we had him emceeing. Yeah. yeah. And it was, you know, it was, it was cold. And I think we all, you know, as men, we're kind of like, I better tell you, I don't want to be the one to, I don't want to be the one to break in front of all these yeah. these guys. No wimps but here. But we'll, we'll all have that that experience, you know, for the first one to be like, I was there the first one where it was freezing cold outside. Back in my day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all had to walk uphill both ways to, to get to the first Men of Honor Awards Banquet. But I think it was a great idea. What what uh, prompted that to come about as a thing? Well, I, I just, I felt like there are men in this community worth celebrating Mm -hmm. and and maybe more importantly is giving people 
the voice and the opportunity to nominate someone yeah. whom they respect or admire or or love. And when we, we chose the categories across the spectrum of business, and we, we honored, I say business, I mean, really across any kind of organization. So we had uh, nonprofit, we had first responders, we had military service, education, healthcare, business. The winner of our business, Brian Hayes, he's an awesome business guy, but he doesn't come from the mold of the establishment. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who who loves telling the story about succeeding against all odds, and and boy has he succeeded. He's yeah. really made a name for his business. And he goes about it the right way. Yeah. And so it was, it was great to be able to honor him as the businessman of the year because he doesn't look like the guy that you think would yeah. win the first businessman of the year. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, an, it was pretty incredible. And uh, I mean, just to listen to the, you know, the stories and, and you know, networking with, with other folks and nobody had any idea what was going to go on because it hadn't happened before. But this is going to be an annual thing, too, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll That's do great. it. We'll do it next uh, February, I believe. And somebody will have to fill your shoes and we'll have to name another father of the year. But I I do have to say, probably the most emotionally moving moment of that event was when you were named father of the year. And we we really realized that that needed to be nominated by by parents, the people who were were being led by fathers. And so to hear Scott couch read the letter from your child nominating you for father of the year and for him to get teared up for him to get emotional because he hadn't read it no it was it was not prescripted he he's reading this for the first time and he was forthcoming about that fact yeah and he's having to stop himself and compose himself to get just to get through the letter of course it set him off and then of course that set me off and then you know i don't know that there was a dry eye in the house i mean Except those, you get those ugly crying pictures, and it's like your face is all red and everything. I know, <laughs> I know. Well, you know, I guess probably half the room was was cool with their emotion showing, and then the other half of the dudes were kind of like, "I'm not, I'm not gonna break, no, you're not gonna break me, Jeff." <laughs> Yeah, but it, it was a great event. I think it, it's it's one of the things that people will look forward to as this becomes an annual yeah. thing and it, it gets bigger and, I hope and so. better. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. I, th- I think, I mean, the, the chamber really, when anything's put on by the chamber, I mean, you've got this top-notch group of, of folks, Kathleen and her team, you know, you know that it's going to be a great event. Mm-hmm. So when we created this idea of this Men of Honor Awards, you knew that all of the all of the pieces and parts that have to come together to see something get pulled off mm-hmm. on the day of, it all comes together, and and it turns out to be a beautiful event. It does, even in spite of you know whether or not being cooperative or whatever, yeah. they create beautiful moments. And you know, the great thing is, it doesn't matter when we have the, the meetings, if there's you know 60 people in the room or, or just 10, it, it still has a, a electricity, it has a different feel once you get in there. And that's the, with the first meeting I, that I went to, I felt it instantly. Yeah. It was just, it just had a different thing. So if somebody's listening right now, they just wanna come and, and, and check out a meeting, they can come. Absolutely, yeah, I mean, 
third Thursday of every month, we meet over here at the streets of Indian Lake and there's an event center. I don't remember the suite number, but- Well, uh, it's getting ready to change. That's so, right, it is can, getting ready to change. They can call the chamber, 615-824-2818 or hendersonvillechamber.com in the events section. They'll tell all the directions and everything there. Yeah, yeah, and you, you know, you would be welcome with open arms. There is nothing clickish or standoffish or close-minded mm-hmm. about um, about the group at all and if there's any kind of you know notion of that I mean we are I think the very definition of chamber and and obviously as Sumner men in business as a subset of the chamber that are the definition of us is is open arms and sure. welcoming new folks into the fold so don't hesitate um, come get involved we yeah. love seeing new faces yeah. come in that door and it, I think it's just great to, to learn from somebody on a different level than, hi, I'm a banker and I do, you know, okay, yeah, we know that, you know, but this takes it beyond that. I think it's, which is more effective because now instead of just learning about what I do as a business person, I'd learn about you as a person. Yeah. And, and that's the great because that really is what sticks with you. You're going to remember that relationship. Those are the more meaningful connections. And, and you know, when you think about the art of networking, it's about it's not just about connecting a dot. It's about connecting a person to a person, mm-hmm. a soul to a soul in a way, if that sounds too cheesy or, or flowery. But that's kind of the idea is that, you know, I know Jeff Shannon on a very deep level and we have a relational connection mm-hmm. where I would trust putting someone else in your hands mm-hmm. or putting putting you in their hands sure. um, to where you're not gonna make me look bad because now my reputation exactly. is on the line, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't just be like, yeah, just, I don't know, I got his card and you know, this, it seems like it'd be a good, and his name says what you're looking for. <laughs> That, that doesn't really do a, a service to the person you're trying to connect to. Sure. And it certainly doesn't do a service to you because now you've put yourself at risk, not really knowing that person on a deep level, but the fact that you and I have a relationship. I know your family. I know your children. I know how, I know your heartbeat. I kind of know sure. how you operate. Yeah. And I'm going to recommend you in spite of that. Exactly. Because of that. <laughs> Well, we're talking with Matt Moynihan with Anthobrand Strategies here in Sumner County. And also, he's kind of like the, the head wig over here at uh, Sumner Men and Business, right? Yeah. And I mean, I, I nobody else is. So yeah, well, take it you might as well do it. Uh, we appreciate you coming in. And we'll be back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Well, welcome back to Summer County Spotlight on this Sunday morning. Your host, Jeff Shannon, here as we continue on with Summer County Spotlight. We always uh, kind of bring in some special guests. And uh, so I wanted to bring in Aaron Morton with the Hendersonville <laughs> Chamber. And Aaron, you have a kind of a new title now. I do. It is Director of Community Development. So um, I've been with the Chamber for going on four years now. And I've been in my new role since the beginning of the year. And I'm loving every bit of it. So that's a, a kind of a pretty important job. What are some of your job duties? Yeah, in addition to working with our wonderful partners that we have, I have the privilege of you know bringing the community together. Such as um, you know we have this amazing Freedom Festival every year on July third. It's a huge success. It brings. 
15 to 20,000 people out at Drake's Creek Park, one of the best firework shows in Middle Tennessee. But one of our newer events that we have been hosting for the past three years was Sumner Fest. Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately, because of the weather, it was postponed this year. However, we are so excited to make it even bigger and better. So now, mark your calendars, everybody. Sumner Fest is now going to be a Sumner Fest spooktacular on October 30th from 2 to 7 p.m. at Sanders Ferry Park. Seems kind of scary. It's not going to be too spooky. So I hear they're going to do some neat things for trick-or-treaters? Yes. So with the hot air balloon, Sumner Fest is a hot air balloon festival right on the water. We are going to be able to do trick-or-treating right out of the hot air balloon. So we're going to have tethered balloon rides. We're going to have a glow show. Your kids can come bring candy and trick-or-treat from all of the vendors. We're going to have over 100 vendors. We're going to have beer and wine. We're so excited and we're also going to have a kid zone and we're also going to be having live music as well. So live music on stage. Yes. Now I understand there should be seven balloons. Seven we have seven of those? Yes. And Man, we're working on getting huge. more. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it really will be a festival. It will be a festival right on the water. It's going to be beautiful. The lake is the backdrop of the event. Yeah. Are they going to do the tethered ride so you can take somebody up and then brings them back yes. down? Are they still? Okay. Yes. And tickets are on sale at hendersonvillechamber.com. Okay. And all the information is there. So, yeah. So I think because of the postponement, a lot of the weather had to do with the balloons because, yes. uh, you know, the you don't know what's going to happen with the wind, barometric pressure and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would just been safer to, to do that. So it's, it's great. I'm, I'm glad to see that because it gives you a time to make it bigger and better Absolutely. than ever. It might even have a few surprises. We are going to have a few surprises, so definitely mark your calendar, get your family, get your friends. We are going to have a pumpkin patch, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, pumpkin patches are good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's going to be a lot for people to do. There's a lot of parking out there, Mm -hmm. so they will be directed into the park you know, and told where to park, You'll have, we'll have people directing. So mm-hmm. that's going to really help because it can be a mess if you don't have that. Well, also something we're bringing back this year is we have partnered with Old Town Trolley in downtown well, Nashville. So the trolley will be running every 30 minutes from Hendersonville High School. So you can park your car at Hendersonville High School and ride the Old Town Trolley all the way to the park and just enhance your experience with your family. Yeah, so much fun. So much fun. Yeah, now it's going to be great. Uh, what kind of entertainment are we looking at? So we have an acoustic set. We have chips and salsa, and then we're going to end with Sequoia South Band. But to kick off the show, we have invited all of the cheer and dance teams from the middle and high school teams in Sumner County. And so we're going to kick off the show with some Hendersonville Has Spirit. Is Chloe Duvall going to be there? She is going to be there. She will be right after Hendersonville Has Spirit. Yeah, she is. She is awesome. And so is Sequoia South. I mean, they oh, just yeah. did a great job at Hendersonville as talent. And so I, that's what I look forward to each year at, at Freedom Fest, mm-hmm. because it's amazing, you know, it the talent amazing. we have here in Middle Tennessee. But when you see these these people coming out and and, and expressing their talent like that, there's some great songwriters. Uh, I'm, I'm just so glad that uh, we were able to do it. And we had some amazing judges, some really oh, yeah. influential judges uh, that were on this. And gosh, they, they get a recording uh, kind of deal. They get a mm-hmm. recording session and I think it was just amazing uh, this past year they're one of the, the best ones we've had for sure it's it's huge for them it's a great opportunity for them to get in front of thousands of people mm-hmm. and very influential people in the music business absolutely that's what they look for it's in it and you never know who you're gonna run into it just takes one person
attention to hear you, to see you. Mm-hmm, exactly. And the fact they get to hear them and see them perform, a lot of times that's what they want to see anyway. They yeah. want to see you. You can hear the, a great track, but yeah. to see you on stage performing and see what kind of personality you have that comes in. So that gives them the opportunity to do that. So. For sure. So we got Freedom Festival. We have Sumner Fest. Sumner Fest. And then what's coming up here in September? We do have our annual Taste of Hendersonville event. This is one of my favorite events mm-hmm. um, that the chamber hosts. And um, we partner with the Streets of Indian Lake every year. So mark your calendar for September 22nd. The event is from 5 to 8 p.m. We are going to fill the streets with food vendors. We're going to have a battle of the brews. And we're working on doing a wine competition. So it's it's a really fun event for have a double date or to bring your friends. We're going to have live music, food vendors. We will have a kid zone. And last year, we even had a magician come out. So we'll see what we can come up with this year. Yeah, we even have a magician as one of our chamber members. We do. Mark, Mark we Brown do. is pretty yes. amazing. He has. And he works down at the House of Cards, and uh, yeah, he's pretty awesome. He's a great speaker, too. Yes, he Got is. Got a great voice. Great, Very, very <laughs> nice, too. Yeah. With Taste of Hendersonville, uh, that, that always draws a huge crowd. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's great for everybody to come visit the streets of Indian Lake, especially if they haven't been here. Yeah. And in light of all of the new folks that have moved into the area over the past year, which mm-hmm. there's a lot of them, uh, it'd be a great way to kind of get to know people to get to know what's here get to sure. experiment on on uh, different foods and things mm-hmm. that you might like so it's a, it's just a all in one spot so yes. it's great now what does it cost to get in for that it starts at $15 you can purchase your tickets now they are on sale at the tasteofhendersonville.com or you can purchase them um, you can come in the chamber office and come see us or just give us a call and we can do that over the phone one neat thing that we do for taste of hendersonville is send an invitation to every single teacher in Hendersonville and they get two free tickets to taste. We just, we hope to have a good crowd. We love to support our teachers and we have our Golden Apple Gala coming up, which is an event where we have given over $400,000 over the years to teachers serving Hendersonville students. So um, that is a free event that we host every year and that is coming up on October 11th. So if you know any teachers who are wanting a grant or wanting to do something special for their students, send them our way and they can apply for a grant. Yeah, that's great. And a lot of these events, the the funds that are are raised for this go to the Hendersonville Chamber Foundation to help support these teachers. And so you can provide these grants to them Mm because teachers have some pretty great ideas that the school system just can't fund. This really helps them to do that. Yeah. One thing that we were able to fund a few years ago is we did all of the new sound and lighting equipment in Hendersonville High School. So that was a really neat one that we were able to fund from these grants and Freedom Festival is our largest Golden Apple Chamber Foundation fundraiser that we do all year and um, we're just we keep coming up with new ways on how to increase those sure. grants, missions. Yep. And one of the other events, I guess, that we just had this past year was a golf tournament. We did, Which yes. is uh, pretty incredible. It is. That is our largest economic development fundraiser we do all year. Mm-hmm. It is a full course of economic developers and elected officials. And it's some of the big CEOs you'll see at this tournament. But it is just a great event for everybody to come together and really just support our community. Now, where can they see a list of all these events so they can come mark them on their calendar? Yeah, no, um, you can go to hendersonvillechamber.com slash events or follow us on Facebook or Instagram. It's all over Facebook. It is. It's meta, actually. <laughs> meta. Is it, is it meta Absolutely. Now? I yes. think it's meta. <laughs> it is. Well, meta is the way to go. They are.
Yeah. They are the way to go. So with all these events coming on, do you do this all yourself? You, you got any help? Oh, no. I could not do this all by myself. <laughs> we are a dream team of five wonderful women, and we work our butts off, but we have a lot of fun doing it. Yes, you do. It, it, it is a lot of work. People don't realize they all the don't. work that goes on behind the scenes, and especially when you have to stuff you know, 500 goodie bags. Oh, 500, <laughs> yes. And those goodie bags get heavy. <laughs> yes, they do. But Thank yeah, you. I think it's, with all of the, the things you have to transport to all these different events, mm-hmm. I think the chamber needs to get some kind of, some van. So if anybody out there wants to donate a nice van and we can have it wrapped and all that stuff, they, I'm sure they would accept that donation. I would love a van so I don't have to go rent a U-Haul. Back and forth, <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> so little old me driving a U-Haul everywhere. Yeah. Well, it kind of gives you a little workout. No, it does. It yeah. does. This job has been an amazing opportunity. Let me ask you this. What what has been kind of one of your most challenging uh, feats that you've had to overcome? I would say, I mean, I feel like this is everybody's answer, but COVID was very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got promoted to director of events a month right before the tornadoes happened, happened in 2020. So at that moment, we were in recovery mode, trying to do everything that we can to support the other, you know, other parts of, you know, Middle Tennessee. Then after that, COVID hit and we were just really trying to figure out, okay, how can we still stay relevant? How can we make a difference, still make a difference in the community and be a resource? So how can we think differently? But, you know, um, Kathleen and I and the rest of the team, we worked incredibly hard just to be that resource. And we came out on top. We came out stronger. I feel like we ended COVID with one of the greatest events that we've ever done, which was a December to Remember Mm -hmm. membership event where we brought all of our members together in one room for three days. And um, we gained over 250 members in less than 48 hours. And ever since then, our chamber has had so much momentum. Yeah. No, and you have to have that momentum. Yeah. But I think people sense it. When they go to these events, they see how well it's put together. Mm -hmm. They have a whole lot of fun. And they just enjoy themselves. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And and it's first class. There's no no skippy stuff going on here. Mm -mm. And people just enjoy that. And with a large membership, of course, with the chamber, I guess, they're what? One of the largest chambers in Sumner County. Yeah, we are. We are one of the largest chambers, and we're working our way to be the best in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, hey, it's it's heading that way because I'm telling you, we've got the groundwork. We do. Just only the beginning it is. Uh, for this. So, with the the other staff members, now you have give some shout outs to our. Yeah, well, I have to give a shout out to Miss Kathleen Hawkins. She's our president and CEO. She does a phenomenal job with our chamber and leading our team. We also have Helen Dean. She is our membership director. So, if you're ever interested in just learning more about the chamber, she is fantastic. Is happy to help you in any yeah. way that she can. And then we have Cheryl Munoz. Um, she has been on our team for about a year now. Now, and she has actually just been promoted to our director of events and we are so excited um, she just started last week so um, I'm excited to see what she does in her new role and then there's me and we are working on bringing on two more people to our team
team. So um, if you know of anybody interested in becoming a front desk receptionist, we would love for you to send them our way. It does get busy there. It does get busy. <laughs> it's all hands on deck. Yeah. Well, listen, you know, there's so many great things going on at the Hendersonville Chamber. We've been speaking with Erin Morton, and she's kind of enlightened us here today uh, about the things that are coming up. So just look at the calendar, hendersonvillechamber.com uh, slash events. You'll get everything that's that's coming up. Uh, you'll find out about the affinity groups, when they meet, all of these uh, things that are going on. So, Aaron, thanks for coming in and speaking with us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure. Well, that's going to wrap up this segment. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Well, welcome back to Sunday Morning to Sumner County Spotlight. Your host, Jeff Shannon, as we continue our conversation, got a couple of new guys here in the in the studio with us you might recognize. I'll introduce to you Andy Gilly, Parks Director, <laughs> the head guy, the Kimosabi, Ron Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Wade Evans over here. He's the uh, Special Events Supervisor, right? That's right, Chaos Coordinator. Yep. I like that. <laughs> and that's what it is a lot of times. <laughs> it feels like. So guys, man, we've had such a great year so far. The summer has been fabulous. The parks have just blossomed incredibly. The events you guys have held, I mean, you're making legendary status here where everybody wants to come to Henry to have their events for better or worse <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I mean, we've about maxed out what we can what we can hold at this point i think but it's been starting in the spring when we had diamond rio and then the isaac and then going on to tournaments and all the things that we had mm-hmm. um huge credit to our maintenance staff for being able to keep up with everything how, how do they do that i don't know how they Man. do it sometimes they don't know how they do it you know it's just um labor of love for yeah. a, for a lot of us uh, so there's some long days involved but you know not everybody comes to events so you got to keep the park looking nice for everybody that just comes to go for a walk on the greenway too so well, let's give people a rundown of actually how many parks we have here sure there there is uh the new leaf called Heritage Park that's not developed yet. Mm-hmm. Mallard Point Park with the little boat ramp. Where's Heritage going to be? Heritage is the old Beatty Farm. Okay. Um, then we have Mallard Point Park that's a boat ramp mm-hmm. park. It takes you down to Sanders Ferry. Come back to Memorial Park that's got tennis and dog parks and greenways and lacrosse fields. And you've got Drake's Creek Park that everybody knows about. Yeah. Veterans Park that hosts Mary's Magical Place and, and more ball fields and skate park and more things to come there and go out to volunteer park where we now have soccer fields and football fields and a police horse barn and a state-of-the-art hockey facility and then go down the road to rugby where we've got the only two full-size rugby fields anywhere around so people are coming here for all these different sure things and we have all these different tournaments (laughs) and sports and basically the only thing we don't deal with is a swimming pool but we've got a lake so i'll I'll say that's better (laughs) and yeah not that i would go jump in that thing i just i'm from florida i'm used to different kind of water i don't know it just seems spooky to me (laughs) so wait how how do you stay busy oh especially right now it's been especially over as since covid restrictions started to ease up Mm -hmm. and the guidelines changed um we saw a huge uptick in groups reaching out to us to host events and tournaments and that was something that we were prepared for but not at the scale of what they've been so it's been good for us internally as well to figure out what can we do and how much can we actually do and that's good as we're looking forward because now we're able to rush at a point where we can turn away things if we have to mm-hmm. we try to accommodate every request and every you know 
group that comes through and wants to use our use our facilities and we want to help and utilize those to the best of our ability it's just come to a point where it is so crazy because it, from a day day perspective um, just this week for instance uh, we had this past weekend we had we got softball tournament that was going on in the park we turn around we had Big Bubba's Bash which is a celebrity softball game mm-hmm. um, we have putting for a purpose uh, Bluegrass Country Club all while all our normal sports leagues are going on so all of our youth leagues and adult leagues are playing kickball on Friday nights they're playing uh, men's softballs playing on Mondays Thursday nights and then all of our youth leagues are playing right now as well so soccer's ramping up as well so it's gotten to the point now where it's not just what do we have going on in the park it's what leagues what events on top of what's going on in the sure park. and you only have so many days available correct and hours <laughs> wow and staff I mean true wow so you got to be looking for people Andy we are constantly looking for people. Uh, you know, we've been lucky. We, we were very blessed for the last three years to have some loyal employees that were willing to do whatever it took to get us through the last few years. And the place where we have seen what other people have seen before us is in the part-time maintenance area. And some of our uh, part-time employees, where normally we would have to turn people away, we're constantly looking for those level employees you know the, our full-time staff stays full pretty much all the time not a lot of turnover there but in the part-time areas we're about to recruit gym supervisors so anybody looking for a, a part-time job where they they want to be involved with sports leagues and programs that's that call our office okay. 822-3898 and we, we, we will be glad to, to look for people a spot to are you help. posting uh, all this on, on the website too, it the will be on website. the city yeah. website yeah. yes yeah. sir well the, you know there's there's all kinds of ways to be involved whether it be volunteering or working part-time in the in the park people like to be involved there's ways to do it well, you're there to supplement the the events that come to the park. Mm-hmm. Well, like you know, like just past, we had Freedom Festival. Mm-hmm. What a what a great event that was! I mean, the amount of people. Uh, I don't know how you can calculate how many were actually in the park, but it was tremendous. Well, it was one of the biggest ones ever, if not the biggest for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and to my knowledge, went off without a hitch. I mean, yeah. even if there were hitches, I don't think the public knew about it. No, so that's a good real. thing. That's a credit to Aaron and Kathleen and all the volunteers and all the groups involved that that put that together it's a total team effort that nobody realizes all the hours sure. they go into well then i mean you guys and people don't realize you got to prep for these events and then you got to clean up afterwards and get it back to its original state and you know and as you know people aren't uh, always being clean with their trash and everything and even though there's trash cans everywhere yeah so the staff has to go through and, and take care of that so you guys i got to tell you it's probably one of the nicest parks that that i've ever seen the the maintenance the grounds the the quality of the turf and even the dirt <laughs> is maintained that's important. you do that but <laughs> that's important i mean yeah. that's why people come here they mm-hmm. they don't just magically want to come here it's, there's a lot of factors involved and one of them is the way we take care of the facility mm-hmm. that people like the fact that they can play till midnight and they come back at eight and it looks brand new well and, and here recently what in the last couple of years you've installed new lights so tell everybody what what you've done to improve at drake's creek park anyway at drake's creek specifically we've got some baseball and softball and a few soccer fields that have moved towards the led lights which is a huge help mm-hmm. the event like the freedom festival for example not only do those lights help with sporting but if we need to just flip them on and off now we can where before it would take 20 30 minutes for them to warm back up after we turn them oh, off yeah, 
That's right. So people are leaving the park in the dark. Yeah. Where with LED, you can flip them on and off. The maintenance on them is so much lower, and the the quality of light is so much better. And they last longer. They last they do much fun. longer. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, we can. We're, we've we made we started a move a few years ago to start to replace on every field, and that's kind of kind of got put on pause with some other priorities. But hopefully, mm-hmm. we can get back to where we're slowly replacing all our old halogen lights to the LED. That would be a big thing. Sure. Just makes sense. Any new lights we're installing, like we're about to install some at Volunteer Park and at Rugby, those mm-hmm. will all be LED going mm-hmm. forward. So that's been a good thing. So in Drake's Creek Park, I mean, you, you've got some other, what, lightning detectors or something like that. You have some, some technology in there people are unaware of. We have lightning detection. That was a group effort between a lot of the clubs that use the park for their sports. That's been a great help to, for the safety purposes. And we've been able to add tag reader cameras and just plain old security cameras over mm-hmm. the past few years. We've probably added 30 total cameras to Drake's Creek. I will say this. Since we've added the cameras, the amount of un... Uh, uh, scrupulous activity has gone way down inside the parks that have the cameras. Sure. And, and people got to realize you're being watched somewhere, yes. you know, and especially at a place like that. You got tons of kids, you got a lot of people. People want to get jiggy with it, and, you know, they're going to get caught. Correct. We Mickey, also, Mickey we, will love to catch them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we have a great availability, too. If you go to our website, we have something called the rain outline. One of the biggest things that we get in a lot of phone calls we get are, are the fields open or closed? Especially being in Tennessee, it could rain at any point. Good. Uh, so we actually have it on there where it is updated between conversations with our staff and our maintenance staff uh, what fields will be open if they have to move a field so we encourage all of our any of parents or any of our players that use the parks for their games and uh, sports leagues to be checking that because that is updated daily that is a huge help well i mean it's good to know and it's great you have that kind of technology where you can offer that so yeah that's great with the the tag readers concept and that's been in effect here for a few years now it's, they've been in four or five years I think, uh, you know, they started in different parts of the city outside the parks, Mm -hmm. and we thought that would be a very good thing for safety to add them to all our parks. Mm -hmm. And they've come in handy. I mean, if you've got a stolen car that you're driving, or you have a warrant out, or you've done some things you're not supposed to be, it will will catch your tag, Mm -hmm. and there'll be a police officer there within two to three minutes. So it's kind of like having an extra officer in the park, honestly. Yeah. And I've always said this, you know, with uh, the police department, they I mean, they are really great. And I'm ex-law enforcement, so I, I, I see this kind of stuff. But one of the things that you're going to do, if you come to city of Hendersonville, commit a crime, you're going to get caught. You're going to get prosecuted and you're going to be put in jail. It's not, you know, slap on the wrist stuff. Even the kids are coming in town. They're going after them. They're not going to, you know, yeah, fluff I'm, this stuff off. I mean, I, I, you see it at night. If you've been to Nashville or something, you drive in and get off the exit. There's two or three cars waiting to look at what's coming in, what's going out of mm-hmm. town. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it makes me feel good sure. and safe yeah. to live here, which is a credit to the police department. Absolutely. Well, and the fact that the, you know, the parks have, have taken this on, because I think it's, it to be proactive is, is really essential. For yeah, and like the, another thing that we were proactive about with the help of those that vote to fund it and the fire department was have, having the, the UTV in, in the park with the EMS crew full time. Yeah. With Chief Bush ass- assigning guys to be on that UTV anytime the park's open. That's mm-hmm. for safety purposes and when people are injured or have heat uh, illnesses or things like that, that's invaluable to have sure. in our park. At, you know, four, four years ago, we only had it when there was large events. 
Now, if it's our regular citizens playing in the league in the park, it's in there. So yeah. that that's a huge thing. No, absolutely. That we've been able to do for safety. You know, one of the things I've always wondered is down at Sanders Ferry Park. That is huge out there, and to be you know going around that circle and having all of that property to, to maintain, it's it's just to me it's overwhelming. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> you can have Most, a lot of people out there. We have we have good maintenance staff. <laughs> that's, they, those guys are really really good at what they do, mm-hmm. and the amount of time that they put into planning when they're going to go to which areas of the park. I mean, you ha- you say, you know, it sounds pretty simple. you got a mowing crew. Well, it's not that simple. It, when you talk about having to manicure fields and weed eat and mow common areas, it, it is all, you know, even at Sanders Ferry, it'd be easier to just run over there with a big tractor and bush hog it. Mm-hmm. But we can't do that because there's right. cross-country races over there. That's right. So you got to manicure a path in addition to a disc golf course and think about <laughs> the shelters and think about where people park to go to the boat ramp and think about where the radio airplane field landing strip mm-hmm. is so you can't just go over there and just mow sure. it down you got to know everything that goes on there yeah now i don't know what a year or so ago we had the j and z concert out there mm-hmm. which was magnificent mm-hmm. uh, and i had not seen any kind of concerts back down in that area oh yeah and that was one of the first you did there right that was the first we did there i mean that was that was tremendous i don't i don't remember exactly how that site plan came about but i know (laughs) it came about because we were trying to figure out a way to create a space where it would create a gate Correct. And a, like a ticket gate. Mm-hmm. And then also, we for safety purposes, you know, you got everything enclosed there where you didn't have to worry about people running around all over the park. Sure. And we just thought that that view and then the uphill kind of created an amphitheater type atmosphere. Yeah. And then, I mean, Wade works really hard on our site plans and our site maps. And he, he's been able to help really help in that area to create the best experience for the people coming to the shows that are sure. at the park. What are some of the things you look for, Wade, when you're site planning yes so i grew up going to tons of concerts and festivals and i've had the ability to work different festivals over the years whether it be bonnaroo Lollapalooza. wait a minute that was you uh no no, yeah (laughs) but but so i've been i've been on multiple sides of it i've been a fan i've been a worker of it and i've gotten to see other so i've gotten to see all the different sides so when i think about try to think about the user experience Mm -hmm. how easy and that goes back to even getting tickets you know, I don't want people going through four pages to get tickets. It needs to be two clicks and they're yeah, done. Yeah. Um, same with pushing information to them. It needs to be very clear and concise so that people know what it is, where it is, how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think from a festival or site map perspective, whenever we're doing PigFest or these concerts, it is very much built around the fact of one, from a safety perspective, keeping everything. And we've added, we've added, you know, I say it, we've put, had beer at some of these, mm-hmm. like making sure that we keep it in a good amount of space to where people can feel like they're not secluded to one area if they would like to have something. Um, But they're also able to bring their family. Uh, We know we bring in kid zones, whether it be jump houses, anything like that. But what we've looked at is to try to utilize the space in the best way possible so that it feels like it's a big event. Yeah. Um, like Diamond Rio, like if you if you walked in there right at the start of that concert, even though it had rained at five o'clock, at 6.15 when the first band went on, you know, you had r- roughly around 1,500 people in there and yeah. it felt big. Then when Diamond Rio was on, it was dark at night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just the atmosphere was, cause I'm a Diamond Rio fan, so I was really Gosh. excited to have them from the Absolutely. <laughs> and Smart Steps, another group, the, the, the dance group here in town, she has her dance recital out there. 
Um, and this past year, she brought what four thousand people mm-hmm. down there. It wow. was crazy, and they yeah. still fit in that space. It was, it was pretty, great. pretty. I mean, <laughs> same deal. Live people, but the growth of that space. And you talk about Sarnes Ferry. I mean, I grew up here. I used to go there in high school. You know, we used to go back there. You would never think about using that space, but now that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got some big name people looking at utilizing that space in the future. Yeah. Well, we're talking with Andy Gilly and Wade Evans with the Parks Department here in Hendersonville. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight, and this is Jeff Shannon, and we're speaking with Andy Gilly and Wade Evans with the Hendersonville Parks Department. And, you know, we were talking about Sanders Ferry Park, and I think a lot of concerns people have is when they go there, especially on large events, is how are they going to park? Oh, yeah. And without getting stuck someplace, there, there, there'll be specific rules you have to follow when you're going there to park. True. And what we've seen, especially with the growth, too, so we've started actually bringing in parking companies. We feel like that's the best way. So even some of the other events that are going to be going on there now, it is actually a requirement we ask them to provide parking that just helps with one getting the cars positioned in a way that they should be so it's easier to get them in and out of not only the parking area but getting them back onto the main road you know we work with hpd and the police um, but just making sure that they help with that flow uh, if you've been to one of the events in the last year you probably have noticed a ton of people there but you're able to get out relatively quickly yeah, freedom festival is amazing yeah under 30 minutes yeah so that was amazing as many people were there they were out of the park within 30 minutes yeah so that that is planned that is talked about and we try to it's something that we're always tweaking so mm-hmm. if it's something that we noticed that maybe could be tweaked uh and add something to we've done it in the last i'd say two two and a half yeah. years so we're we looking at more uh, concerts coming out there we can say this because i mean they've they've applied and it's been a lot but you know the kid rock has been looking at to do an event out there mm-hmm. for next year uh, it'll be at some point in, in 2023 we have the highland games coming up in september uh if you've not seen this it's the scottish gaelic highland games uh huge event that was in nashville for a long long time and they've moved out to here yeah. in hendersonville well people want to hear the bagpipe competition exactly who wants <laughs> who doesn't want to see a dude throwing a keg in a kilt i mean come on yeah i think andy should put a kilt on and have him throw some logs you know i mean what how much money are you giving me yeah, that's right <laughs> heavy donation <laughs> yes. no. hey there you go, there you, go. you said even, so even at Saunders ferry we hope to continue to use that space mm-hmm. you know it, it works now that we've done it a couple of times we've got some so we've got the bones there and the foundation there that we know it, it, the infrastructure works for that type of event i see a bonnaroo oh <laughs> Let's hope no. not. You're shaking your head. Please. No. <laughs> I, I, lo- I, I mean, and I necessarily, maybe I'm not necessarily like I say about my age group, or I love I love lots of different kinds of music. But what I've noticed is, is that when we do these events, like with Pig Fest coming up, even though this is going to be a Veterans Park, when we announced it was the Kentucky Headhunters, Drew Parker and Farron Rachels, the response we got, it was immediate. I mean, yeah. like people were like, you got, you, you actually got the Kentucky Headhunters? Like, <laughs> so we've, we've done a good job of, bringing in these people to mm-hmm. and these iconic artists to play here but not all at once mm-hmm. so you know we spread them out over different events sure. so we hope that everybody sees the hometown jam moniker mm-hmm. and they know it's going to be a good event oh yeah i think people are That's buying great. into that brand now. sure you spoke you spoke of pig fest tell us about that so pig fest last year was the first year we had this um it was over at veterans park mm-hmm. uh we have actually it's moved it was in november last year it's in october this year um it's a two-day event this is what we're our take on what a barbecue festival a barbecue competition would be adding in our little flair of putting in a concert because we want yeah. to have a lot of music sure. um 
Friday night is actually the concert uh, where you actually do have to have a ticket to go. Okay. Uh, now they get those on the website? Yes, sir. Okay. So uh, pigfesttn.com or on, on one of our pages as well. But the the concert, there's a classic the classic car show. If you've ever been around Hendersonville, you've seen the classic cars mm-hmm. over uh, over here. They're actually going to be over on site. And then actually on Saturday, is the it's free to the public to come in. That's where all of our competitors will be making barbecue. Uh, we have four different divisions and really a fifth category, I guess. They'll be cooking all day, cooking all night. Wow. So we hope to have we have applications up right now for sponsors, vendors, and competitors. So okay. if anybody has any questions, they can reach out to us. But um, we'll make sure that we get them plugged in the right direction. So at Veterans Park, correct, and that's in October, October twenty first, twenty second. Okay. The, the big thing about the Pig Festival is is the money raised. Yes, goes to some great causes mm-hmm. during covid when christmas for kids wasn't going to be able to operate uh, we got together with holiday fest and live love nashville and helped them raise fifty thousand dollars kind of through nice. this event yeah to make christmas for kids work and so you know it, we didn't we didn't we're not going to raise that much money every year um but for it, the money raised go into Mary's Magical Place Maintenance Fund and to Christmas for Kids and Live Love Nashville. Those are three very local, very Hendersonville causes that sure. everybody gets behind. And where you know, you can directly see where the money goes. You can see wherever Taylor puts the money. You can see where Christmas for Kids puts it. Mm-hmm. You can know at Mary's Place where we're what we're doing with that to repair and replace equipment and add some new things. So mm-hmm. the, the, the barbecue festival is great for barbecue and it's going to be fun it's going to have a lot of music but the sponsors that we've got for that our you know our title sponsor just announced today bird enterprises uh we we couldn't do these things without them and we couldn't do this do it really we couldn't do it without holiday fest either uh being the kind of the driving force that kicks out money to all different charities all over town so it's more than about barbecue it's a great event for our city i think we had three or four thousand people there last year i think there'll be more there this year but uh, hopefully it will keep growing i I hope that becomes one of our staple city-wide events. Well, it's a lot of fun. And people love people, people love, love the pig races. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they love the Brittany, live pig Brittany, races. Brittany Squeals versus Notorious <laughs> Pig. Hey, you got to have fun with this stuff, man. That's right. I love it. Well, I mean, we you've got the facilities to to carry off all of these these great events and concerts and things like that. And I think more and more people are probably going to do some inquiries, you know, when they start hearing about this. Especially with the growth of our sports as well. Um, it's it's not to say if, if you look the growing sports here in not only just Tennessee but in America especially in youth sports with the growth of rugby flag football lacrosse um, and it, with our new hockey facility we, we're getting requests from groups we had a we have a pro lacrosse team that wants to come do a tournament on using the old uh, or using the new hockey rings wow um, that they just saw a video of it on Instagram and were like we want to go there yeah, um, it's the growth of our tournaments has gotten. I mean, just this past, you talk about Fourth of July. The day after Freedom Fest, we had a 225 team softball tournament here <laughs> in that same spot. Same thing, yeah. Um, so the the growth is in every area, but also in the fact that these sports are growing as well. So. Yeah. Well, I love that you know, in fact, when that inline hockey facility, when you moved it over to to the Arrowhead mm-hmm. Park, I guess is 
where it is. What's going on with the former facility? Is that being used for anything? So the, where the old inline rinks were, the, the one rink is still up. There's a site plan there to build a berm around Mary's Magical Place to hopefully keep it from being devastated with floodwaters mm-hmm. again. It's, it will not totally stop it from ever getting wet. The intent there is to keep rushing water out of it, which kind of messed it up in sure. 2019. Yeah. Uh, once that happens, that area will become a, just a big area of grass space that will be lit and we'll be able to utilize that for some of our growing needs for our, our grass athletic sports like mm-hmm. flag football. We're waiting on FEMA approval. So oh, okay. Good anybody luck. knows anything Good about that? that. <laughs> it's like waiting on the railroad or something. Right. Well, I was uh, also impressed when um, you know they started bringing the rugby in because mm-hmm. there wasn't I don't know, very many rugby places here in Middle Tennessee. Is there? There it's, are none. It's a except here. No, no right. and especially with the location, it is a growing sport, especially in the college realm um, with with club teams, the club level. Um, a lot of big schools, I mean, MTSU, Western Kentucky, uh, UT Knoxville, UT Chattanooga, Vanderbilt, all have club and even some varsity rugby teams. So that's trickled down now into, you've seen it in the high schools where what Brian Silkwood and them have done, yeah. creating that program. I mean, how many teams they've they've got just just of their own teams. The growth has gone from, you know, maybe just a club perspective to where they've got teams in, their, in age groups now. And everybody's hearing about it and they want to come out here. It's a beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's awesome out there. Well, that's great. And, you know, hey, everybody's spreading the word. The, the word travels, you know, pretty fast that Hendersonville has all of these capabilities and they want to come here. Well, it's just like the, the full count rhythm. You know, when they, what, kicked off was last year? Last year. And yes. came back this year and they're coming back again. That is such a great, great part of our community that our community has wrapped their hands around. you got 35 kids that are in college from all over the country at some of the best college baseball programs in the country Mm -hmm. who come in here and live with host families. Not only that, so each player that comes has a host family, so somebody in the community has to put them up all summer and, more importantly, feed them, which is Mm -hmm. like a $200 a week grocery bill. (laughs) But they also are all assigned a mentor by the Full Count Ministry. So those guys are getting loved on by people in our community on a daily basis Mm -hmm. and then they go out and they play 42 games and and this year they won the the league championship the youngest franchise in ohio valley league history to win a championship walk off home run and it's because a lot of that i think is because as those kids come here and they get loved on like that and they have great experience they go back to their college program and they either tell their coaches hey i want to go back there or the coaches hear it and they they're now going to want to place some of their better players here yeah so that's that's been great all the way around and and when you go to one of those games you see little kids in our community looking up to these college players it's just a great level of baseball to have here sure impressive for real now what are the um, some of the things we're looking at for the future in terms of building things or things that are going to happen yeah Yeah. (laughs) anything we can reveal Uh, uh, we're working on getting rugby restrooms built okay Uh, we're working with some members of the community to get pickleball courts built that's a a thing that's we've heard over and over again where where are the pickleball courts coming and, you know, we're, we're working on it. That's all I can tell you. It's been budgeted for, and we're working to find the exact right location. So what make what do you have to do to make a pickleball court? Uh, yeah. You put yeah. down tape and or, or lines and play. I've seen them it's, in malls. I've seen them yeah. on roads. But ideally, for what our citizens want, they want they want pickleball courts that are done the right way, and hopefully is, we can give them that. Is that turf or it's, concrete? It'd be or? like tennis court. Oh, sorry. okay. So yeah. just like that. Mm-hmm. It is. And it, a big misconception is that we. it's not that we don't want pickleball on our tennis courts. Our current tennis courts, we because of the tournaments that we host, we can't put 
permanent lines down for pickleball. Right. We will lose the chance to host those tournaments. So because of that, that's why we can't add the permanent ones right on our current tennis courts. So do we have any of those locations anywhere yet? There's been two or three that we're, we're working on. Okay. We're just trying to figure out where the best place might be at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's still in the infant planning stages, mm-hmm. but it's coming. Well, I, I started here. It was like a thing, and I said, I, "I've never, yeah. don't even know what that is." Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's a thing. It definitely is a thing. <laughs> so, what else are we looking at? Uh, I mean, c- coming up over the next month or so, we've we've got in September Hometown Heroes Day, which is a, a softball tournament for first responders from all over Middle Tennessee yeah. that gives money towards the uh, 100 Club. I think is where the money's going this year. It had gone to this uh, Spencer Bristol Foundation scholarship the mm-hmm. last couple of years, but they've kind of changed the name to the Hometown Heroes to incorporate all first responders at this point. Okay, but it, that'll be free to the public. There'll be games and there'll be like a cornhole tournament and different things going on uh tunnel for towers 5k i know you can go online to that facebook page and and sign up for that the tunnels to towers foundation gives back to families that Mm -hmm. have a a first responder Mm -hmm. pass away and helps them pay off houses and things that they could not otherwise take care of it's been a great organization and it truly uh, is yeah I, i hope people can support that event also and then got the pig festival and we'll start jetting into spooky sumner fest i guess right yeah, after that right, yeah. and then we'll head on into christmas that'll that'll be here before you know it even yeah. so we had aaron on early they got to have seven balloons out there this time and they're going to trick-or-treat at the balloons i think that's great so the kids yeah. come up to the balloons and they pass out the you know the candy for you, even though it's the day before but hey it's pre oh yeah and we have you know we have our own uh, citywide trick-or-treat yes. at drake's creek park the thursday before halloween mm-hmm. so that there'll be plenty of chances for kids to get unhealthy eating. <laughs> that's right that's a bunch right. of sugar high kids keep, right keep, around. Our, keep our dentist in business right <laughs> that's right um so uh any last words you want to let everybody know about wade uh you know from something that i've been here for almost three years and i grew up here so again I, different perspective mm-hmm. uh since i started working here and i know andy's been here for what, almost five years mm-hmm. yeah um our our view on what parks and recreation i think sometimes a lot of people just think we just do sports i hope that people start seeing that we are offering more than just that you know recreation and wellness means something that's so different sure. what you think is recreation and wellness is totally different to my interpretation yeah but we we encourage that and we want people to give that feedback challenges us to think about things that maybe we've not thought about before um, we meet constantly and look at our old events with our new events to see what we can do differently how we can incorporate more people because i'm not worried about the people that are coming to everything i, I think about the people that maybe just moved here and they don't they don't know how to get on a kickball no. team they don't know how to go to the concert on that Friday. You know, I, I care about reaching the people that maybe would not step foot on a quarter field for them to get involved and find their way to recreate. So sure, absolutely. Um, that is that's my personal mission and goal, but it's also something that we really take we really take very seriously in our office. Absolutely. Mandy? I just thank you for the opportunity to come on here. WHIN is a big part of the community. Everywhere you go, any big event, y'all are there and always helping people, especially good causes, get their word out. And I, I appreciate you doing yeah, that. Anytime. That's that's why we're here. We're the local radio station. Yeah. Plus, we got this big old Tukey bird running around. We got to right. keep him busy, you know. So, right. got to have a good mascot. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he is pretty good. Hey, listen, we've been talking with Wade Evans and Andy Gilly with the Hendersonville Parks Department. Guys, thanks for taking the time to do it. I know how busy you are. Let's go out and play. And that's going to wrap up this edition of Sumner County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon. We'll catch you next week for more 
of Sumner County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinancing your home, FNM Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.